It's the Gospel of Kinnison. Hi, folks. This is the Gospel of Kinnison, episode 93, brought to you the week of February or March, March 6, 2019. I'm your host. My name is James Kinnison. Welcome to my personal audio journal. I was asked an interesting question this week in um, our Discord chat. Uh, Vicka Lynn, uh, that's the username. She asked me, hey, James, I don't know if you talked about this on GOK already, but what is your take on ghosts or spirits? It could be a GOK topic if you like. And I agreed. I thought that would be a good topic. It's kind of a weird topic um, because I don't usually talk about such things, but uh, and, and people that do, I think, are weird. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Uh, no matter if they're Christian people or if they're non-Christian people who are just infatuated with it, they're just all a little, little tingly weird, you know, but, but it's okay. All right. Um, remember this is the gospel of Kennison. I am doing my best to pull things from scripture. That's where I get my information, but I understand that it could be flawed and uh so don't take this stuff do your own research um find out what you believe um i will start by saying that i devote about 0.5% of my faith you know activities to this topic uh as a whole i i don't worry a lot about the devil and I don't worry about demons and angels and stuff. So for some people, that's a big part of their their world. And and my my family, that was a big part of their world. They thought demons were behind everything. Um, they thought the devil was personally after them. Um, frankly, I I don't believe that the devil is um, omnipresent and and has all knowledge and stuff. I think he's limited a lot by the fact that he was an angel and can be in one place at one time and only know a certain amount of stuff and he's not God. So I seriously doubt that I have ever warranted his personal attention. Um, and, and I've come to the realization that the devil in my world anyway, is me that, that my, uh, the, the, the things that I want to do by default um, that aren't godly, uh, which have become less and less. I gotta say, gotta say, uh, but uh, the things that, that, you know, I, I'm my, de I'm my own devil. I'm, I do myself more harm than the devil ever could. Okay. Does that make sense? So anyway, before we delve deep into this topic, I just want to give you some personal updates. First of all, a fingernail update. I didn't do this a uh, couple of weeks last couple of weeks fingernails are doing great um if you didn't know i used to bite them down to the quick constantly i did it my whole life several times in the past i've stopped uh you know biting them but as i was talking about it on the podcast i decided right then there that i would stop and i have and the secret to my success has been keeping them very short in the past i have not wanted to keep them short because i wanted them to grow out i wanted the uh, quick to reattach, you know what I'm saying? Because mine are very low down on my fingers. You know, they don't protrude past, uh, the fingertips and most folks they have, I'll just call it the red stuff that, that attaches to your fingers right before the white part that doesn't attach to the fingernail. Um, the red stuff, it, it it's very low down and, um, I want it to grow. I want that to grow out for some reason, you know? As, as a, as a, as, as a part of healing from my constant biting, um, I haven't bit them and, um, I have kept them very short and I've, and I've realized that that is the trick because in the past I've tried to keep them long thinking for some reason that that would make them reattach, but it's not, it doesn't make sense. As long as I leave a tiny bit of white fingernail it's still going to reattach if it's, if, if it's even going to reattach, I just imagine it will. It may not, it may never, I may always have to have super short nails, 
But uh, I have done. I'm done biting them. Every now and then, boy, I I had I had an accident uh, last week. I was working on something, thinking real hard, and before I knew it, my pinky nail was in there, and uh, it came off. Um, but I but I took it off by hand and 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 did not partake. I know that's gross, but <laughs> it's just being real. Um, and then and then just last night, I was thinking about some stuff and my thumbnail was just a little long and oh i almost almost split it in two there uh but i stopped and i smoothed it out because you know they they get bumpy and in the bumps man the bumps are what attracts your nervous habit you you just want to pick at it you know oh 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 so i have to keep them nice and um nice and short and nice and smooth that way they don't activate my badness um Red school bus update. I, I think uh, it's been a while since I've talked about it, but um, my daughter and I are doing a new podcast called the Red School Bus, and uh, it's going really well. Um, currently, we're getting about, I don't know, let me look it up, SoundCloud. Here we go. Let's see what our downloads are for the shows that we do. Um, uh, the latest episode has 219 downloads and that's after, I want to say one day. Yeah. Yeah. It's one day. Previous episodes, 274. The one before that is, uh, 294. The one before that is 396. And the one before that, our first one is 431. Um, and, and I, I consider that a success after only five episodes. Um, and, and that's, that's a month out. That's typically when I start grading, uh, my downloads is I like looking at the first 24 hours. I like looking at the first week and then I like looking at the first month. And that's when I kind of, uh, plant a flag and say, okay, that shows how many listeners we, we have. Uh, so I would say we have 400 and some odd uh, listeners, which is great. Um, I hope people are enjoying it. We're not getting a lot of feedback and stuff yet. We, we got our first organic, um, shout out, uh, in the past, I've had to ask people for shout outs so that we could use them at the beginning of the show. Um, but this week we had a legit one that just came in and that's why I call it organic, not because it has dirt in it. And then, um, we just had, uh, We've had stories, but we haven't had very many. And we had one just just today, actually, that came in organically. So that's really nice. Uh, typically, what I do is I go back into the NLCast archives and I pull the, the, the good, clean stories out of there and share those. And so it's a way to reuse all that great content uh, for a whole new audience. And um, if if you're like me and, and you're a listener to the old shows, you you won't uh, you probably won't recognize most of the stories because it's been twelve years. You know, uh, I have eleven thousand some odd eleven thousand seven hundred some odd emails, uh, most of which were stories, and uh, so I've got I've got quite a treasure trove to go through. Um, I've been recording music. Uh, lately been working on the, the uh, fan favorite, the book in my pants song. Can't remember what, from what episode that was from, uh, but it's a fan favorite and uh, I'm, I'm working on it. So there, there you go. There's your update. Um, we found a school for Jenna. It is in a different city. It's, a, it's in the County south of us about 15 minutes and we're going to have to move and we're looking at houses today uh i've enjoyed my time in the city although i will admit this city life is hard people here are hard uh driving around here is hard there's not a lot of love in the city um and it's and it's tough to raise kids in the city you can't really let them go do what they want to do, you know, run over to friends' houses, stuff like that. Um, but uh, 
We, uh, we're going to look at houses today. We're going to move, and I hate moving. I hate it. Oh, I hate it so much. Hate moving. I, when I was younger, I didn't hate it. It was just annoying. Now that I'm old and I can't lift half the stuff, uh, I got bad hands, you know? I had surgery on my wrist a while back. It just, it, it all stacks up. And it makes it hard for me to move things around. Plus, I'm just out of shape and blah, blah, blah. Maybe I could use the time between now and um, and then to, to get into some sort of shape. That would be cool. That would be a good thing to do. I, I, uh, I do have a treadmill. I don't have it at my house yet, but a friend of mine bought one for their dog, and the dog wouldn't have anything to do with it. So I said, can I buy it from you? And they said, no, but we could give it to you. And so it's still at their house. I just need to go and get it. And my, my idea is to just do a lot of walking and to watch TV while I walk. And um, I can't remember who it was, but one of the listeners said that they would walk and um, they had certain shows that they promised themselves, I'm only going to watch these shows while I'm walking. And so that made it, you know, like a, like a self-discipline thing. And I think I could do that. Uh Cause it, it's, it's been a while since I've been walking be between my, uh, surgery and the weather, which has been stupid, stupid, cold, stupid snow ready for never winter ever again. Um, but due to those things, I haven't been able to walk. So, all right. So here we go. Ghosts and spirits. Let's talk about them. Cause that's what they were asking about specifically ghosts and spirits. So the first thing I wanted to do, I, I know what I believe, but I wanted to know what other people believed about ghosts and spirits. And it, was there a difference or were the terms interchangeable? According to spiritualists, and the, it, these are people that are into para um, psychology or paranormal activity, you know, they, they study this stuff. These are not Christian people by and large. They are... Uh, self-proclaimed scientists that that believe in in spiritual activity or trying to prove it anyway. Um, according to them, there is a difference between ghosts and spirits. Ghosts are similar, they say, to psychotic human beings, incapable of reasoning for themselves. So these would be your traditional poltergeisty. Uh, you know, walk around the house with the chains and Ebenezer Scrooge, uh, the haunting, uh, houses and stuff like that. Um, they apparently believe that they are psychotic human spirits, um, just walking around mad about being dead, mad about how they died. You know, maybe they loved their house too much and they wanted to stay around. Um, spirits, on the other hand, according to these folks, again, we're just defining here, you know, what, what people usually are talking about, because we do get influenced by these definitions, uh, through media and, and otherwise spirits to them, on the other hand, are surviving personalities of all of us who pass through the door of death, uh, in a relatively normal fashion. So ghosts are messed up human spirits according to them and spirits are uh just nice folks who you know are, are not necessarily nice but folks who died in a normal way and they're just floating around out there that's that's the the, the idea so uh when we define it this way do i believe in ghosts with the white sheets and the bad attitudes and the haunted houses and stuff like that no no i don't and do I believe that spirits as are defined by these folks as being, you know, spiritual, uh, uh, forms of hu former human beings? The answer is no, that's the quick answer. That's the easy answer right there. But, um, do I believe in spirits? And the answer is yes. The answer is yes. I just don't believe that human because i believe human beings are spiritual beings i believe that we are a spirit wrapped in a body that our mind is the overlap of the physical and the spiritual together watchman knee was was a proponent of that and i liked it and so it's mine now um 
believed that that we are uh, a three part being, but only because of the two main parts, the physical and the spiritual. Um, but I believe your spirit is who you are. Uh, I believe it's the part of you that that talks and thinks and reasons and and uh, that's the reason why you know when your when your high school uh, uh, youth group leader told you that bad lyrics and stuff in bad movies affect your spirit. Um, that's what he was talking about. There's you know there's the mind um, that that kind of is the gateway between. Um, what what's what's coming in physically and and uh audibly and visually uh but it affects your your spirit you know everything does and and the stuff that uh you say uh, according to the bible comes from your spirit comes from your heart uh those words are kind of interchangeable in the bible um so do I believe in, in human spirits? Absolutely, I do. Do I believe that they roam the earth? No, I do not. Do I believe they can be called up in a seance? No, I do not. Um, do I believe that that uh, human spirits can be called up and asked questions about the future? No, I do not. I do not believe in ghosts. I do not believe in those kind of spirits. I believe that um, the Bible says... Uh, that once we die, there is death and then there's judgment. And that is it. Uh, you, you live forever, um, in heaven or hell. Unfortunately, um, I don't make the rules. I just read what's in the Bible and I kind of go by that. And, um, I, I, I that's it. And you know, hell's not a real popular topic, but I like talking about it. If only because, um, I want to save people from it. And I think if we don't talk about hell, then heaven and salvation kind of loses its, its uh, urgency and its importance. And um, the image of Christ suffering on a cross kind of becomes a numbing kind of exercise. Just that, that image, unless you realize what he sat, what he sacrificed and what he saved us from, um, and then it starts to hurt a little bit, you know? So anyway, uh, do I believe in spirits uh, outside of any other kind of spirits? Well, the, the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. Um, I, I explained last time I talked about such things. I talked about uh, the Trinity and how, though, the, the, that's not a concept that is written of in the Bible, um, there is definitely evidence in in my mind anyway, that uh, the father and the son of the Holy spirit are three unique beings or personalities that exist as one God. Uh, and I believe the Holy spirit, the Holy ghost, as he's sometimes called interchangeably uh, exists. I believe that the Holy spirit comforts and calls and draws people to Christ um, I believe that the Holy Spirit is capable of uh, giving knowledge and wisdom to people, to influence, to strengthen, to kind of be, the, you know, I'm a children's pastor, so I always think like, you know, he, he, the Holy Spirit can take the chicken out of you, you know, when it comes to talking to people about Jesus, um, he, he can, he can, um, help you to know things that you shouldn't have known or, or not shouldn't have known, but wouldn't have known things like that. Um, so I, I believe that the, the Holy spirit is the very essence, the very spirit, the very heart, the very love of God. Um, and he is on the earth actively moving and, you know, this, that, and the other doing his job, doing his job. Uh, so what else? Um, I went in the Bible and I, I looked at instances of ghosts uh, and spirits that made appearances. And um, for those of us that don't believe in ghosts and don't believe that ghosts are human spirits, there are some troubling parts in the Bible. Um, if, if you don't you know think it through, but there is a, there's a part where uh, Saul he is the first king of the Israelites, 
and he is uh, he has waged war. He's decided on mediums and spiritualists. He, he's killing them, and um, that was that was his thing. He wanted to get rid of them all. But uh, Samuel, his prophet, had just recently died. And uh, Saul sees himself losing his kingdom and, and possibly losing a battle. Um, unfortunately, Samuel had already said that God had lifted his hand from Saul and was you know transferring basically everything to David. But uh, Saul was still you know fighting the battles and, and wanting to, to hold on. And he wanted some advice from Samuel. And so he says to his guys, find me a lady or a person, I guess. Find me a person. They end up finding a lady. Find a person that, that speaks to these spirits. And uh, so he, he changes his clothes and disguises himself so he doesn't look like the king. Um, and he goes in there and he says, hey, call up Samuel. I want you to call up Samuel. And and she's like, you know, I can't do that. The the You know, the king is killing people. And he makes a swear before the Lord, which probably was not legal as far as religious goes. Uh, you probably shouldn't do that, but he did. And he says, I'm not, you know, you're not going to be punished or anything. So it doesn't say that she actually brought him up, but she does. It does say that she freaks out suddenly because she sees Samuel. Saul can't see her. She can. And he, so he's like, what? And she's like, oh, you know, I'm seeing a divine being. I'm seeing something coming up, coming up from the ground. And uh, he says, well, what? Tell me what it looks like. And she says, it's an old man in a in a in a in a robe, you know, and and Saul realizes that that that's Samuel. Yeah. Old man in a robe. That's that's what I want on my tombstone is uh, what, what was it that makes James, you know, unique and. To the point that you would recognize him in the afterlife. Uh, he, he just wore a hat and some jeans. Oh, that must be James. So anyway, it must be Samuel. So he, he bows low. And he asks, uh, you know, for, he apparently talks to the to the thing. He can't see it, but he, but he talks to it. And Samuel's mad. Samuel's ticked off. And he is like, why'd you bring me up here? You know, I was, I was, I was down there and I'm doing my thing. And according to scripture, he would have been in the bosom of Abraham, which is a place for the dead that were, um, good people, uh, in their life that were judged by their works and that their sins, if you want to get technical, their sins had been put on a big cosmic credit card, uh, that Jesus would pay off, um, at the cross. If that makes no sense, I'm sorry. Um, but that I'm a children's pastor and that's how we explain things. So he was brought up. Um, I believe that, uh, God did this. I don't believe this lady did that. Um, because if she had done it, she wouldn't have freaked out, you know? So, um, she she calls it a divine being as well. So, you know, I'm not saying she couldn't call up spirits, uh, evil spirits or whatever, but she definitely didn't recognize this kind of spirit. Uh, I do believe it was Samuel because Samuel speaks to him and, and reminds him of things that he had said. Uh, and and he he says things that are godly and uh that that are backed up by scripture itself and the things that Samuel had said before um so you know if you want to call that a ghost then i believe you know i i don't believe in ghosts but i believe that there was a ghost a human spirit uh, well you know we can't define it by a ghost thing cuz the ghost things the ghosts are crazy um but i believe a human spirit was called up okay there's another instance uh, where Jesus is transfigured and two uh, formerly dead people appear with him, and that is Elijah and Moses. And um, so that's another instance of, of formerly living people having been brought up. And apparently, um, again, you know, we're hearing this from the disciples' viewpoint, 
they were able to recognize Elijah and Moses by sight. They never talked to them. They barely even saw them. Um, so our spirits apparently look like us. So we to say that we are spiritual beings with skin on us is very accurate. The point that we look very much like we uh, we do in real life. I kind of like to imagine it's it's like in uh, 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 Ready Player One, where their avatars would look like them, but like cleaned up, thinner, fancier, you know, or smoother skinned versions of their real self. I haven't seen the movie yet, so don't spoil it for me. But the book, that's the way it was. It was like they were a little bit more muscular. They were a little bit more, uh, you know, their skin tone was evened out. No no zits or anything like that. That's kind of what I believe my spirit looks like. It's like a skinny version of me, like what I should look like. Uh, <laughs> at least I hope so. God, if I have to be fat in heaven, help me. <laughs> if I have to be fat forever, if that's what defines me, everybody's like, where's James? Oh, there he is. There he is. Fat guy over in the corner. Um, <laughs> he's really depressed because he's got to be fat for eternity. Now I'm going to be really mad. But um, so there's also another instance in, in Jude, uh, what's it called? Job, Job, um, where one of his comforters comes to him and says that he felt a spirit float over his face and told him a bunch of stuff. Um, I think that the, Joe, Job, Job's comforters are known for being losers. Uh, his friends all give him bad advice. And uh, Job's comforters is a phrase people use when people come over and, and try to help you and they end up doing more damage than good. Um, so I don't put a lot of stock in his story. Um, he, he was either lying outright about the whole thing, or he used the spirit thing to try to make it seem like what he was going to say to Job was, uh, uh, you know, a deeper thing than it really was. So I don't put a lot of stock in that. You know, I think the guy was lying or exaggerating or just puffing up himself to try to impress his, uh, his quote unquote friend, Job. So, uh, there's probably more. Those are the ones that I focused on. The ones I looked at. Um, I, I do know this. I know that the disciples believed in ghosts because when, uh, Jesus comes walking on the water across in the storm, you know, they thought it was a ghost. Um, and, and then when Jesus came back from the dead, they thought it was a ghost, but he said, Hey, can a ghost, can you touch a ghost? Can a ghost walk, you know, set any other. So they, they realized he was uh, in a glorified body, that he wasn't just a, a, a spirit resurrected from the dead, that his entire you know, person had, had come back. Um, so ghosts you know, were definitely part of their belief structure, um, probably in the same way that, that ghosts are part of the structure, belief structure of anybody that's superstitious or uh, you know, easily frightened by things. Okay, so now that I've gone through all that, um, I, I I would say that the reason why I don't believe in ghosts and I don't I don't believe that human spirits are roaming around, but yet I believe that they pop up in Scripture. Um, I would say we're talking about to get technical the bosom of Abraham versus uh, the way th souls are handled now that Jesus has died and been resurrected. Um, back in the day you, you went to, uh, uh, you, you either went to, uh, Sheol, which was the, the grave, um, or you went to the bosom of Abraham, which was like the grave, but the good version. And you hung out and waited. And apparently, um, you could be pulled up from there, uh, because Moses was, Elijah was, Samuel was, and, um, and, and, and now everybody's in heaven because Jesus died and resurrected. So now there's death and judge and, and judgment, whether, you know, good or bad. 
So I don't believe human spirits are wandering the earth. I don't believe that they are in the grave waiting. Um, I believe they are, they are either in heaven or hell based on whether they have accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and savior and living their life, you know, for him and such. Okay. Um, so that's why we see ghosts back then and why I can say, no, I don't believe in ghosts, but even though there are ghosts in the Bible, because I believe there were, uh, apparently, you know, at least in those cases, uh, you know, human spirits that came back, you know, not from the dead necessarily, but from where they were dead and, uh, made an appearance, but I don't believe in ghosts, you know, as human souls, um, and stuff like that. Uh, it is interesting though, that when you talk about other countries, especially countries like Haiti that practice a lot of voodoo stuff like that is, is it is just universally understood that there are evil spirits. Like they have no question about it. They've seen people being possessed, uh, and influenced, uh, by demons. Um, and Muslims believe in evil spirits. They call them jinn. Um, and Christians of course, believe in evil spirits, fallen angels who, uh, apparently, uh, appear in, in novels, uh, in the eighties and, and have a lot of influence over our lives. So, um, I, I do not believe in ghosts and human spirits running around the planet, but I do believe in spiritual beings in the form of angels and demons. Um, again, please hear me. I devote 0.15% of my, you know, maybe even 0.015% of my faith to this stuff because I, it doesn't affect me day in, day out. It's not, it's not, it doesn't come up, you know, my faith in Jesus does constantly, uh, my need to, uh, find the, the, you know, to develop the fruits of the spirit in my life. They come, that comes up daily. Um, the, the struggle against my own nature and the way I want to do things versus the way I know things should be done. That comes up on a daily basis, but I'm not. I don't in my life. I haven't seen or experienced a bunch of demonic or angelic activities. So take all this with a grain of salt as far as uh, things go. You, it, the fact that I'm devoting a show to it is going to make it sound like I have a lot to say and I, and I really don't. So um, anyway, with all that said, Jesus, uh, did cast evil spirits out of folks. So it's not a part where, where, whereas the disciples believed in ghosts, Jesus never did anything with ghosts. He did things with evil spirits and he would, the spirits could control people and make them do things they didn't want to do. You know, we've got our more famous example of, of the man that would scratch himself with stones. He was naked. He was, you know, they would chain him up in the cemetery and he would break free. So he obviously could get some sort of strength, to be able to break out of the chains. He, uh, his, his voice was being controlled, uh, by these demons, um, several, uh, well, legion. Um, some people say as many as a thousand demons were living in this guy. Um, so, you know, in, in the spirit world, apparently you can overlay <laughs> demons. They, they can take up the same amount of space. I don't know. Uh, or maybe if you could see in the spirit world, he was just walking around with this huge gumball of, of demons just clamping onto him. I, I, I don't know how it works. The Bible doesn't say, but I like using my imagination a little bit. And I like the idea of all of them, you know, trying to stay on top of him. Like, whoa, whoa, we're about to fall. You know, anyway, <laughs> I also like the idea of them all overlapping and, and being all up in each other's grill. Like, this is so uncomfortable. A thousand of us, somebody, somebody farted, you know, anyway. Um, so there's also, uh, a boy that they brought to Jesus that would throw himself into water or fire and Jesus cast the demon out of them. And, uh, the disciples had tried, but, uh, 
did not were not successful and Jesus kind of ticked. He was kind of ticked. He's like, you know, why do I have to suffer with you guys? How much longer? You know, because he was he was looking forward not in a good way to his own crucifixion. He was just looking towards it and and uh, realizing his time was short and he's still struggling with disciples that that don't have enough faith to cast a demon out of a of a kid. Um. So I believe you know, based on the Bible that, uh, people can be possessed by evil spirits and, um, anyone that has claimed to have seen or, um, experienced, uh, you know, information from beyond that, what did, that wasn't specifically through prayer, um, or, or God. Um, I believe that, that these aren't human spirits that they are communicating with. I would say they are evil spirits that are pretending to be good. Just like in a good, scary movie, you know, you, you, the kids pull out the Ouija board. They all get on there and they're like, Hey, what's your name? My name is Tommy, Tommy, Tom, and I'm your friend. And then all of a sudden they don't say goodbye. Right. And Tommy is making, you know, Dolores, the, 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 the doll float around and torturing everybody and making people's heads spin around and stuff like that. So, um, I, I believe in those, you know, that kind of thing as far as not the Hollywood version, but that they can, you know, pretend to be whatever you want them to be so that they can manipulate and kill still and destroy. Um, so Jesus cast out demons, demons were able to control people. We don't see a lot of possession here in America. I don't know that I've ever seen anybody spiritually possessed. Uh, I don't believe Christians can be possessed. I believe they can be oppressed, meaning influenced from the outside by spiritual demons, you know, spiritual beings. Um, but overseas, you do tend to hear from missionary stories of people that are possessed, that are uh, that acting in certain ways. I live less than a mile from the hospital that the story of the exorcist happened in. Um, so th there are situations where people have legitimately been possessed and had to have an exorcism, AKA have a demon cast out. Um, I don't personally believe it has to be a big old show thing. Um, you know, it's just a matter of a person of faith using, um, the confidence that they have in the name of Jesus uh, or in the reputation of Jesus, I should say uh, to, to get, you know, to, to tell the demon to leave. And I believe you also need a person that wants to get rid of said demon uh, in the Bible. It, it seemed like they were torturing their hosts enough to where no, nobody had a question in their mind, whether they wanted to get rid of their demons or not. So, I, I don't know. I don't know if anybody is currently possessed and they're just like, yeah, this is, this is rad. Um, but, uh, I don't believe ghosts, uh, or spirits. I don't believe in them as human souls. The Bible says we die in judgment. I do believe in demons and we see possession examples. Uh, so, um, there's that. Uh, the spiritual forces I mostly concern myself with, the ones that I believe in, if you want to get down to brass tacks, are the principalities and powers and rulers of wickedness in high places that are mentioned in the Bible. Um, these, and as far as I know, are just demon spirits that kind of lay over an area. I just imagine them like a big fat dude that just lays over an area, like a big depression cloud, and they influence the the, the people that are there. And living in St. Louis City, I can tell you, uh, you stay here for very long and you will feel the presence of, of just people not loving each other. Just uh, a spirit of, of depression, a spirit of, um, uh, and, and, and I'm, I'm using the word spirit interchangeable with feeling at this point, a feeling of hopelessness, a feeling of self-centeredness. And I think it just is eating the city alive. And I believe in those kind of things more than I worry about individual little demons tempting me to eat cookies and crap like that. 
Um, my mom, my mom was a big demon believer. She would set us down once in a while with a big list of demons and she would cast them out of us one at a time. And she, not that she thought every demon was in us. She was just making sure. And she had gotten this information from somebody at the church. I'm sure that said, you know, Hey, your, your kids can be possessed by these demons. We need to cast them out of our kids. And, and her heart was in the right place. And, you know, I, I always felt better after it was over. So maybe I did have some demons. I don't know. I just, you know, would yawn and, uh, the demons would apparently leave. And, and that was that, do I believe anything actually occurred? No, I don't. Um, do I believe it counted as my mom praying over me and protecting me from spiritual wickedness? I, I think, I think it kind of counted as that, uh, cause I've talked about how misled prayers can be, uh, still, still count in God's eyes, I believe. So, uh, so was it, you know, a waste of time mostly, but cause you could pray a lot faster and you don't have to have your kid there. You can just pray for them while they're playing, which would be a lot more fun for the kid. But anyway, um, uh, so, so basically what I'm saying is that, uh, I believe that most spiritualists are full of it, especially the ones on TV. I, I believe they, they do cold readings, which is a, a trick, a magic trick, uh, an illusion, um, where they, they, say very general things, you know, it's always, you know, they, they don't ever get the full name. It's like, I'm getting John, a J name, or I'm getting a J name. It's John or Johnny or Jim or James or, or John. And somebody's like, Oh, Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy. Yes. Jimmy, Jimmy, there it is. You know, and they lock onto that person. I'm, I'm getting, you know, that they're, they're dead and yes, they are. Oh my gosh. And so I, I see that as trickery. Okay. Um, because spiritualists uh, or, or mediums were in the Bible, I do believe that there are mediums that can literally call spirits or, or you know, and, and when I say spirit, you know, I don't mean human spirits. I'm talking about the devils, the devils is uh, they don't know that's what they're doing. Some of them even claim to be Christian uh, people using a spiritual gift. Um, all I know is they're they're being manipulated, and that that's uh, the the guy that's talking like he's your uncle Jimmy is actually an evil spirit that is just manipulating and jacking with you. Um, and I believe those people can be also fake, but it, I I do believe there's got to be somebody out there that can really do it. I, I don't think they're necessarily talented. I I would I would imagine anybody that really wanted to contact. Uh, an evil spirit could do it just because of the eagerness that that side of things seems to have to, to clamp on to the, the soul of a human and destroy us. Um, and it, and it makes me wonder, I'm going to say something really, uh, gospel of Kinnison here. Uh, it, it bothers me how accessible that the devil's side of things seems to be. And, um, and, and then on the God side of things, there's so much silence. Um, when I pray, I do get answers here recently, especially I, I pray and I, I feel like I'm getting direction and guidance. I'm feeling, uh, a surety of, about the decisions that I'm making um, I'm finding things, <laughs> which is, you know, always nice. Uh, last night or yesterday, I couldn't even get up off the couch and I'm praying. I'm like, Lord, please help me to get in the shower. Please help me to get in the shower. And I, I promise you, I mean, to me, the answer that came back to that was you're going to go to work, um, at the Melvin don't get in the shower. And, and then I was like, Oh, I can do that. So I got up, I put on my shoes and a hat and a coat and I went to, and I, and I was productive. I did the things that I needed to do that day. And I believe, you know, um, whether it was my mind that came up with that great idea or God directed it or something, it was, it was an answer to prayer. And, uh, so 
I, I do believe that there is um, action on that side. It just seems like the the devil side. Like I'm, I I am almost positive that, well, not almost positive, but I, that that we're constantly bombarded with evil thoughts and 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 self centeredness and all the different things that that happens. And is that spirits? Is that just our our own natures? I don't know. I don't know, but that side of things seems a heck of a lot more active sometimes than, than I, I would just say that I would, I would put money. If I had to put money down, I would say I would probably see a demon before I'd see an angel, <laughs> you know, and I'll, I'll probably never see either one until, you know, heaven or whatever. Uh, and then, and then just at the zoo, I, I, I hope that there are demons in heaven because I want to see what they look like. They probably just look like angels with really bad looks on their faces, like resting uh, bad face. But I don't know. That's just me being dumb. Uh, but ultimately, uh, I like I said, I don't believe Christians can be possessed. I believe they can be influenced. Uh, I believe that possibly uh, demons can plant thoughts. Um, I don't believe that they can read minds. I don't believe that they actually know the future. Uh, I think they just make crap up. If they're anything like their father, the father of lies, the prince of darkness, then they are exquisite and amazing liars. Uh, but everything is spiritual. It, it, honestly, everything is spiritual. We're all spirits wrapped in flesh. That's who we truly are is who we are on the inside. And um, in that respect, spirituality is very important to me and very real. Um, angels and demons and ghosts, oh my, I don't, I don't really worry about very much uh, because I don't see the effects of angels and demons in my life. Um, maybe you do. Maybe you're someone that, that that's important to you, and that's fine. I know for a while angels were a big hobby for a lot of folks, you know, that the guardian angels and all that kind of stuff. And I, I just don't worry about that. My faith has, has become very simplistic, very basic. It's very much rooted in the gospel of, of, you know, Jesus Christ, uh, coming, saving us, dying on the cross, that whole thing, re resurrecting, um, you know, having a place for us in heaven and wanting us to live for him and to share the good news of the gospel with other people and, and that kind of thing. I, that's, that's where I'm at and that's where I live. Um, so to, to have dedicated an entire episode to this is it, it, to me, uh, it's not silly or anything. It just, like I said, it maybe gives you an idea that it's more important to me than, than it actually is. It's, it's just a, it's just an opinion. Um, I, I think about the way people data mine people these days, you know, they'll go back and find a tweet from 30 years ago that this guy said and, and try to hold him accountable for something that he said 30 years ago or whatever. Um, you know, I, I could foresee somebody digging up this episode and, and painting me as a total spiritual freak. <laughs> But these are these. I'm pretty dang reserved compared to most Christians on this. There's a lot of superstition mixed in with people's faith. Um, you know, I just try to go by what the Bible says and the examples that are given there, and uh, and and you know the things that have changed since Jesus died on the cross and was resurrected. And uh, but yeah, in short. In short, if if people are seeing ghosts, which I doubt they do, uh, if things are moving in people's houses, which I doubt they do, uh, if people are communicating with spirits, which I doubt they do, if they are, though, if these things are real and legit, and even, even spiritualists, the one sites that I mentioned, they said a surprising amount of uh, these instances are not le legitimate. Like they even say they're very few and far between. And I would, I would agree with that. I would say that if there are legitimate 
things where a, a rocking chair moves or a doll is dancing around or something or voices are being heard or, you know, all the creepy crap, you know, that, that those are not human spirits. Those would be demons. And, uh, if you got that going on, you need to, uh, you need to talk to Jesus. <laughs> I I'll, I'll, I'll end with this. I, we were eating lunch with a guy who works with refugees and he had a, uh, a Muslim man come up to him and he was just absolutely terrified and frustrated and said, you know, we have a gin in our house. And, and the guy's like, you know, that, that, that he knew that that was an evil spirit. He says, the kids see it and it freaks them out and they, they can't sleep in their rooms and they, they, they're terrified. It's legit. And, um, and, and though the guy wasn't a Christian, he came to this Christian man and, and for help. And the guy uh, goes over there and he prays in the name of Jesus. And he, he uh, asks for protection for this family and all this kind of stuff. And the guy comes back and says, yeah, the gin is gone. The kids are fine. There's no fear in our house anymore. Um, this, that, and the other. So uh, I'm just relating a story that was related to me. Take it for what it's worth. Uh, I do believe, especially in the missions fields and stuff like that, where people are on the front lines, their, their stories, I, I t- tend to believe, uh, because they are, they're out there actually doing the, uh, great commission. And in a spiritual sense, they have, uh, more at stake and they would be a higher target, uh, a pri- higher priority target than just a normal guy who talks into a microphone. So, um, I hope this answers your questions. Uh, I hope it was an interesting listen. You don't have to believe everything I said. Um, and and that's fine <laughs> with me. Because this is just the gospel of Kennison. Uh, all right. So if you have questions or comments or ideas for topics, you can send them to geo, or send them to James at NLCast.com. NLCast. Nobody's listening. Cast nlcast.com and um and i'll make an episode around it if i can or you know whatever um you can also call 2095 nlcast and if you enjoy this show it's a small one you know it's it's a it's a but it's one of my favorites uh if you want to support financially you can do that through patreon at patreon.com slash gok And that just helps me to feel better about um, my place in life. (laughs) If if I'm pulling in money, if I'm making a few bucks a month on on podcasting, it it makes me um, feel like a man. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) And I I know that's terrible, but it's true. I I haven't worked a full-time job in five years. I volunteer with my friend, you know, down at the Melvin at the, for Novation Church, and I do all that, um, but I don't bring any money into the house except through podcasting. So that's the only reason why I even say anything at all. Um, that and I, I, um, I'm secretly a televangelist that wants all of your money. So um, we'll see you guys next time right here on the GOK.